Welcome to your IVF Abroad podcast, where I will share, educate and empower you on your journey with infertility and IVF Abroad. I'm Emma Haslam, your host, mum via treatment abroad and the IVF Abroad expert. Since the birth of my son in 2018, I have made it my mission to make fertility treatment more transparent, accessible, supported and affordable. I now help people around the world just like you to find a safe, best fit clinic, have fertility treatment and achieve their dreams of starting or expanding their families. And I'm here now to help you too. Hello and welcome to today's podcast, which is on the real costs of having fertility treatment at home. And when I talk about costs, I mean financial costs of having fertility treatment at home. I'm going to focus on the UK in this episode, but this will be applicable to lots of people living in different places where the cost of fertility treatment is very high. When I was going through my own journey with infertility and looking at where to have our fertility treatment, we were in touch with UK clinics. And I'm not saying that this will be the same for you um, if you get in touch with UK clinics. I'm not saying they're all the same, but in my experience and in the experience of a lot of people who've come to work with me, I see this time and time again that costs kind of quoted on a clinic's price list or website or wherever end up being nowhere near the price that people end up actually paying for, let's say, for example, a round of IVF. So typically I see prices listed for between, let's say, three and four thousand pounds. And then you can think, oh, well, you know, I've looked at a price list for a clinic abroad and I'm not going to save that much money considering I need to pay for flights and accommodation. But actually what I've noticed is that a lot of the clinics abroad include much more as standard. And on a lot of the price lists in the UK, they omit many things that you're actually going to need or they're going to want to use on that base price list that is literally just for kind of part of the process. And it's really wrong and it's misleading and it lulls people into a false sense of security and into the process. And then they end up, you know, they're in it then, they have to kind of go ahead. Um, And then, you know, they've got that financial burden on them, which is horrendous. You know, there was some research recently by the Fertility Network UK and they estimated that people on average spend over £13,000 for one cycle of IVF, which is a very big difference to the kind of three to £4,000 prices that you and I have seen on clinics' price lists. And this lack of transparency is just, it, it makes me really angry because you're very vulnerable when we're in this position. And it's just like getting you through the door, isn't it? And getting you into it. So then you're there then you have to carry on. It's not fair. And it also doesn't give you accurate information to then benchmark other options against. You know, there are multiple things that you will need on top of IVF itself, which are not including the list price. And, you know, there'll be things that are not included in the list price of, of clinics abroad, but it's, it's more transparent and it feels easier as well to get information somehow from them to clarify, you know, anything that is missing. I found it really hard to get my questions answered around, well, what else might there be? Um, You know, and these are things that have got their own individual costs. So 
You know, you need to, you know, you need to consider things like consultation costs. A lot of the clinics abroad don't charge. If they do charge, it's a one-off nominal fee. Sometimes it's refundable off your treatment. Um, whereas a lot of clinics in the UK will charge you £250 every time you have a consultation. Initial tests. Now, if you're going abroad, you may need to pay for some of your initial tests anyway. But if you're here in the UK, you might be able to get some of these things done on our NHS, reducing the cost of your treatment. Whereas a clinic privately in the UK might insist on having all of your testing done with them. Often a lot of the testing is included um, with the clinics abroad. So if you did know who you wanted to go and have your treatment with, you could, you know, look at maybe it's cheaper to fly out and have your initial tests done with them and come home that day. Um, you know, that can work out cheaper than having private testing done in the UK. Any blood work you might want doing, you know, they charge for that. Often things like ICSI are not included on that base price. And in, you know, most cases, ICSI will be used. And ICSI can be an extra 12 to 1500 pounds on top of the base cost, but they don't tell you that. And it's like, you know, we're not fertility doctors. We don't know what we need. And I just feel like it's really misleading, whereas a lot of the clinics abroad offer ICSI as standard in the costs. And then things like, you know, embryo freezing and storage, sperm freezing and storage, um, anything that they might need to do to look after the embryo while it's in its development. Medication. And I'm not saying that medication is included in, you know, cycles when you go abroad. But again, it feels when looking and comparing websites and, and lists of treatment options, it just feels like it's more explicitly stated than it might be or that it is on a lot of the clinics here in the UK. And then, you know, you're going to have things like scans as well. And again, if you're going to be doing this, this process remotely, you will need to pay for your scans even if you're going abroad. But if you go abroad while you are abroad, which could be for the full thing if you want to be, all of your scans and things are generally included. Um, and there are things like more optional add-ons tend to be included for free as standard as part of the kind of package when you go abroad. So sometimes it might not look like the differences in price are much, but having done this now with lots of people and myself a few times as well, you know, the cumulative savings can be huge, but also when you kind of get down to the nitty gritty, you know, you're not going to be paying three to 4,000 pounds for a round of IVF in the UK. You're just not. And obviously the research backs up what I'm saying. Um, and, you know, in some cases when you go abroad, you can save as much as 50% as little as a thousand pounds like for like, but you know, a thousand pounds in your pocket is better than a thousand pounds in a clinic's pocket. And if you're having to go more than once, you know, then these odds, you know, these amounts, sorry, stack up. Um, but you know, you could be saving 50% all in, including flights and accommodation. And, you know, that is going to make a big difference to budget that you've got available for your treatment. So I hope that this is useful. I think my tips for you are make sure that 
you, um, if you're considering going in your home country, make sure you ask lots of questions, look at the clinic's information and think about what looks like it might not be included. And if you're not sure what to kind of, if you're not sure on what else might not be included, then, you know, say to them, is there anything else that I might need to pay for that I haven't thought of that hasn't been included and get them to answer that question for you. Ideally, before you go ahead and and spend money and book your consultations, for my husband and I, we spent quite a lot of money on consultations only to not end up having fertility treatment in the UK. So that was an infuriating waste of money. But actually one of them, we found it so hard to get the actual price from them or anything even near. Like I totally get that until you've had your consultation, get your treatment plan, you can't get a definitive costing, but like nothing near what was kind of on the clinic's price list. So when we got the costs, it was like nearly four times as much as what it said on the website, I think, from memory, three or four times as much. And we couldn't afford to have our treatment there, even if we'd have wanted to. But then I didn't want to because I was so angry that I just felt like we'd been ripped off with the consultation. Because if they'd just been honest in the first place, we'd have never booked the consultation. And that, yeah, none of this sits well with me at all. So when you're having a look and you're comparing home versus abroad, then just have a really close look and see you know, what is actually included, what appears like it could be missing and ask lots of questions. And I'd say, ideally, do all of this before you spend any money on any consultations. And if they're not helpful with you at this point, then once they've got your money, they're probably not going to be any more helpful. So I would say if you get the vibes from them that, you know, it's a pain that you're asking these questions, it's probably not going to be the right clinic for you. And I shall see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to your IVF Abroad podcast with me, Emma Haslam. If you're interested in finding out if IVF Abroad could be right for you, then download my free checklist at yourivfabroad.co.uk forward slash who is IVF Abroad for.